0: Listen to the Z. of movies. My name is Colin. I am the sea With me is Zijan. The Z. Hello, Zijan.
1: Hello. Hello. Tomorrow begins the first day of easing, or at least for me, my haircut.
0: Uh, oh yeah, the big day, big day. You
1: know, the biggest day all. Well, I really do. It's being pampered by.
0: Pampered. You clearly go to a better, better one than I do. I go to the well, cheapest, cheapest barber I can find.
1: It's nice for someone to do something for you yes yeah. no fair enough
0: um like, so,
1: yeah it's, it's a year of cooking for yourself and cleaning <laughs> up after yourself and cleaning up doing, after
0: yourself who, who normally cleans up after you
1: you know when you work in the office you don't have to clean up after them right
0: what in the yeah. kind of, you're just making a mess all over your uh, over your desk and not someone else well, Oh no! i'm going to do that every single time <laughs> <I walk. laughs> um you know? yeah no i, I well, i've been cutting my own hair asian um and how it, is that looking well, I I've not been brave enough to do the top what what there is left of the top. So I've been doing the back and sides and now I'm just it's just a I'm wearing a lot of hats um, at the moment so yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, well. there's
1: one industry that's thriving right now is the hat industry.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I I've suddenly um, remembered how much I love uh, I love my baseball cap collection. So it's uh, it's going well. Uh <laughs> We're talking about 1991 in film uh, today, Zijan. It's going to be interesting. Um, We're also uh, looking back at the films of Kevin Costner. Uh, We've got a quiz on Sherlock Holmes. We're looking at 1955's Marty and much, much Much more. more. It's an action-packed episode uh, filled with excitement oh it is I'm I'm. I'm. This is. I'm trying a new thing where I build it up you know ah
1: okay it's yes, okay fair enough because like I, I,
0: I know you'll knock me down so, so.
1: <laughs> I'm not a wet blanket in this pairing <laughs> you're calling me a wet blanket <laughs> wow
0: um okay no fine um just say what you really feel no, <laughs> don't cut a guy's hair for a few weeks and suddenly becomes mean um we uh, <laughs> Might slip in uh, some BAFTA results as are doing this because we're recording this on Sunday evening as the BAFTAs are happening. But we'll start uh, with some uh, some moving news. Zijan, what have you got?
1: Uh, I've got <laughs> Godzilla vs. Kong. has oh, been yeah. breaking lots of pandemic records recently. <laughs> that, that's not a thing. <laughs> it is a thing.
0: Pandemic records. Sorry, that's me being a wet blanket. Tell me more about these, pandem- exactly, tell, these pandemic records.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's gross close to 300 million worldwide. Which is a lot more than what you expect a Godzilla vs. Kong film would gross. Is this mostly in China because they're the only ones still
0: going into cinemas?
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah. and Especially given the records of Tenet, which was supposed to be the saviour for cinema when it came Mm, out. And Wonder Woman 1984, which was supposed to be the second saviour of cinema after Tenet failed to save cinema completely. Yes. Um, It it all boils down to a giant ape fighting a giant lizard.
0: So we're saying Godzilla vs. Kong is the saviour of cinema
1: is that what we're saying exactly what i was saying uh, it's also the most successful launch item in hbo max's history um if if people care about hbo max and all that but HBO 300 million worldwide
0: <laughs> hbo max's history which is what six months
1: yeah it's a short, Less short than history.
0: History. so what a bigger opening than snyder cut
1: yeah that is
0: interesting okay yeah um so i don't think it's come to cinemas over here well, i'm confident it hasn't because cinemas aren't open but i imagine like are they open next week i don't know um I have no interest in seeing this, really. Really? I saw the, I saw the first Kong. Uh, I thought it was all right, and I've I've not bothered watching the Godzilla's. If, I've watched quite a lot about this film. actually, because I know all the plot points and everything, and it's utterly nuts.
1: If the cinemas were back open, Colin, and the only film that's going to be showing in the cinemas are Godzilla versus Kong, yeah. you're going to tell me you're not going to go? I'm to not
0: the going to. Much. I I know that we're all supposed to be in love with the the cinema experience, but it takes me quite a while to position my mask so it doesn't steam up my glasses so that's a big part of the the cinema going experience now and to be honest I'd rather sit at home and watch something on Netflix than go to the cinema to watch Godzilla vs. Kong Whoa. sorry whoever that's it harsh. is who's directing Godzilla vs. Kong I, I, I was kind of slightly interested in it and then I, I discovered more about it <laughs> apparently it's, yeah. it's getting pretty good reviews but it does it does seem in, even insane compared compared to what you might think a Godzilla vs. Kong movie would do so
1: It's pretty middling reviews, to be fair. Um, People complain about the the main actors.
0: Yeah, I guess the actors don't do much, do they, in these things? No, Uh, not really. Just
1: point up and say...
0: (gasps) It's Godzilla versus Kong, they say. Yeah. That's dialogue straight from the movie. (laughs) Uh, Fine, good for them. Um, Here's some uh, some more exciting... Is it more exciting? No, it's less exciting. Disenchanted, um, the sequel, the long-awaited sequel to uh, Enchanted. Mm -hmm. um, I can confirm... As can kind of everyone else, that James Marsden and Adina Menzel are back. Um, James Marsden is not a man to turn down a movie role. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they're back. I, I don't know why I put this top of my news section, <laughs> but they are. James Marsden is playing Prince. What's his name? Adina Menzel is playing the woman. Um, I forget the names. She ended up with James Marsden at the end of the first one, I think.
1: No, they went back into the animator world, didn't they? Both of them. Yeah. Because, uh... James Watson yes, was the got got, from the animated world, and Idina Menzel went back into that. So,
0: and she she secretly wanted to be, even though she from memory was uh, some sort of high class lawyer or something. Yeah, secretly wanted to be a cartoon. So, uh, who knows what's going to happen with that one? But they're back.
1: Hmm. Maybe Idina will sing this time as
0: well. Oh yeah, they didn't uh, give didn't give her a song last time. Hmm. Hmm.
1: But yeah, um, very. I, yeah, I this Disen- for first, news. first yeah, news. I'll watch Disenchanted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, these are mostly in order of when I, when I found out about them rather than uh, uh, okay. excitement order. Usually I try and put the big ones up top. But I'm, again, I'm trying something new, Zazian. It's all experimentation this week.
1: The Tetris movie isn't big enough now. The
0: Tetris trilogy, my friend. The Tetris trilogy. When's it coming?
1: Rian Johnson has a $400 deal with Netflix for Knives Out 2 and 3. He does ryan Johnson um that's an insane amount of money
0: so i've I've read four hundred and fifty million, but what's fifty million dollars between friends but, <laughs> I know, um right. from what I've read he the money might not be going to him on the basis that he might already have sold the rights to the sequels to someone else who've now sold them to Netflix. I don't know if that's true no nah, that can' be right i I heard that somewhere. You know, on the uh, grapevine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, only Daniel Craig will be reprising his role anyway. Mm. Um Obviously, because it's a who-done-it, and he's the main detective. He's basically the Sherlock Holmes. Or, he is. Or Miss Marple, or Hercule cute role.
0: Oh, is this a Listing Detectives episode? Yeah. Oh, wow. Arsène Lupin. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if they'll bring in... Spoilers for Knives Out. I wonder if they'll bring in the uh, to um to replace her role because she kind of became almost his assistant type character
1: towards the end <laughs> with oh, her with her the best power ever that she cannot lie
0: cannot vomit if she lies yeah that was a bit weird wasn't it um <laughs> really really good film really good film but i think my favorite ryan johnson film probably lies out
1: 450 million dollars though wow but Netflix, where is this money come from here <laughs> because does it that's is that presumably that's
0: the money it cost to make it though they're not they're not it's not a budget on top of that but make it and pay for it because I mean the, the most Netflix ever Netflix ever spent on a movie was The Irishman wasn't it which was, yeah. it was less than 200 I can't remember it wasn't 150, 180 whatever it was but um, yeah that's nuts uh, but hey I'll watch them I mean I already have Netflix so I guess I'm not the target market but uh, mm-hmm. them. Uh, Thor 4 the uh, the casting continues Russell Crowe is going to be in it uh, in a cameo they pretty
1: much threw everything into Thor 4
0: isn't he um, he is Um suspicion is he might be playing the... Uh, actually, you know, some Sam Neill who played Odin before, wasn't it? so they're probably not going to do that. Um, who knows what he's going to be playing, but uh, not a huge role, I don't
1: think. Is it because it's all been filmed in Australia, so they are just getting all Australian actors now, just to be part of it?
0: I guess so, I guess so. Um, are there any other
1: Australian actors in it? Um, the Hemsworths. Oh,
0: yes, the main guy, the guy yeah. playing Thor. Yes, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Um, and
1: they had Kate Blanchett last time. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, speaking of well, Sylvester Stallone has confirmed that he won't be appearing In Creed Three, mm. uh, which is a bit of an odd choice, uh, given that he was he did really well and he got rave reviews in um, mm. the first and second Creed. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess it's not his story anymore. So it's no about longer about Rocky anymore. It's so all about Creed.
0: It's about Creed. Being directed by Michael B. Jordan, I think we we said before. Still uh, yep. the case, yeah. That's that's an odd one, but uh, I guess they maybe they ran out of things for him to do. In, he probably what, has, right?
1: Yeah, uh, there's no need to mentor Creed anymore, surely.
0: Yeah, and they kind of also did the he, he's very ill storyline in the first one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's you don't really want him being around just reminiscing. Mm. Yeah. Although, uh, it'd be interesting to see where that series goes. Again, one I'll definitely watch. Aaron Sorkin's uh, film Being the Ricardos uh, gets yet more cast. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons, Tony Hale, Alia Shawkat Clark Gregg, and more. Um, Those are the names I recognise, a couple more people as well. Uh, I've joined uh, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem uh, in this film, which is about uh, Lucille Ball.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, Aaron Sorkin, who even now might be on his way to winning a BAFTA. Um, Although I don't think he did, actually. No, he didn't. But uh, he was nominated for a BAFTA, and he could have won it. Uh, maybe he still might win an Oscar. Uh, I think he's. I think he's directing being the Deacadas as well as uh, as well as writing.
1: Okay. Well, hmm. I mean, he's in the directing channel more than writing as well, right? So. Well, I think I mean
0: probably just as much as writing. I think he, he writes everything he directs. Um, but yes, he's uh, having. I think his directorial debut was uh, Molly's Game, which is really good, uh, and obviously Trial of Chicago Seven. So yeah, um, he's got, he's also. I mean, he's worked with some great directors, obviously. Um, David Fincher and um, Danny Boyle mm. No, now he's going alone
1: why yeah. not well why not right um, take soul credit for everything if you can yeah, yeah.
0: he's uh, uh, he, in fact he even had a cameo in the social network I think so he's even doing the acting but <laughs>
1: <laughs> well if you have a vision why not right absolutely mm. uh, Stephen Yuan uh, from back from Minari's success uh, is to join uh, Jordan Peele's next horror film oh yeah no, no other news. <laughs> no, no other information is about this yet. But yeah, but that's the latest.
0: Good for him. I will not watch it because I don't watch horror films. But I, I hear they're very good. Mm. Um, Get out and uh, and us isn't it? We're very yep. very well received, um, but not by me. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, who I believe. Um, Got involved in the writing of uh, of No Time to Die. Whenever we finally get that, um, <laughs> she's going to be in Indiana Jones Five apparently. Nice. So uh, I think that that's long gestating. I mean, it's it's now been what has it been fifteen years since Indiana Jones Four? Maybe a bit less, but um, been quite a while. And uh, and Harrison Ford loves the character. Yep. Of so course. he still wants to bring it back um, despite. The fact that no one really liked Indiana Jones four, and everyone thought he was too old at that point. <laughs> <Here> <laughs> Fifteen comes. more years, what else? Why, yeah. like, why, <laughs> what what could know, happen? I don't know what they're going to do. Is because they, they tried the whole passing on the the the, the whip and hat to uh, to young Shia LaBeouf, which um, I doubt he'll be returning. So they they can't really do the whole pass it on to the next guy thing. Oh, Maybe they'll uh, kill him off in this one.
1: Ah, uh, how cheery, Colin! <laughs> uh, John Williams will be returning to compose the score, though. That's the I.
0: yeah oh, good. Do you reckon he'll just get a CD of his old stuff? There you go.
1: John Williams, the most, uh, the guy with the most Oscar wins ever uh, right mm. now.
0: Yeah. Fair play to the lad.
1: Mm. I've not much news left. The last bit of news I have is that uh, Paul Dana will be playing a version of Steven Spielberg's father in his next film.
0: This mysterious film that's kind of based on his childhood, maybe.
1: Yeah, kind of based loosely, sort of. (laughs) It's it's a bit odd. I've no idea what it's going to be like, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but it sounds uh, sounds positive. Sounds good. Um, uh, Sony films uh, are coming to Netflix. They've signed a a, a exclusivity deal with them, Um, so this I think made headlines on the basis that Spider Man films be going that way. Um, but in the fact they've signed up I think every Sony film or certainly the big ones um, so that's another more splashing of the cash by Netflix um, they're not content just with having knives out they're also going to have Spider-Man this, I do want I, I say we talk about this sometimes uh, but I, I have Netflix I have Disney Plus um, and occasionally I do an Amazon trial but that's, yeah. that's it really but, uh, Netflix does seem to be uh, sensing the competition and deciding to crush them all
1: well good, good for them good for us right that's the thing yeah yeah good for yeah, us I'd netflix like, uh, account holders
0: i'd rather have just one or two that i need to get rather than uh, 15 or something
1: yeah
0: uh and Zijian, there's some more exciting news um for those people who remember our end of year predictions um, which we haven't we, we've got an episode slotted in towards the end of the year where we'll look back and check to see what happened and, um, and make some new predictions for 2022 uh, but another another of my 2021 predictions has come uh, has come off uh, I predicted that The Trench would be quietly cancelled and so it has come to pass um, that uh, The Trench and indeed New Gods uh, have both been cancelled for those who don't remember The Trench was the horror themed spin-off from Aquaman directed by James Wine. James um, and it's it's gone. It's, it's on it's on the shelf. They've oh, made wow. some kind of noise about if we ever bring it back. will we'll, these guys are ready to go, but that's not happening. So no. there you go, another tick from me. So I'm feeling pretty good about that
1: good for you Colin
0: thanks man um, uh, we move on then to, to C or not to Z uh, where we tell you about the films you've seen recently and tell you the listener whether you, oh no wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> yeah wait Why? a minute I was going to do a little BAFTAs update wasn't I at the end of the news section outstanding British film has gone to uh, Promising Young Woman
1: okay that's the one we're going to watch in a few weeks
0: that's, that's uh, next episode of that, I think Is uh, I've never heard of that uh, Another Round has won Best Film in Not in the English Language I've oh, well heard of that uh, I'm going to skip through ones uh, Soul has won Animated Film That's not very surprising is it Nope. Uh, Promising Woman has also got Original Screenplay I That was the one that Aaron Sorkin didn't win mm. uh, well, Good for that uh, The Father has got Best Adapted Screenplay Okay And uh, Yu Jung Yoon If I'm saying that correctly uh, From Minari has won Best Supporting Actress Good. Good Which, Um I, I don't know if that was a surprise or not, uh, but well done. I saw a clip actually before we started recording where she said, uh, The British are quite snobbish, so I'm very pleased to have, to have won this. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so there you go. Um, and Daniel Kaluuya is one best supporting actor for uh, Judas and the Black Messiah.
1: I really need to watch that.
0: Uh yeah, we should we should watch that we? Uh No band has got cinematography, Sound of Metal's got editing, Mank has got production design, Mar Rainey's Black Bottom's got costume design and makeup and hair. Uh Sound of Metal has got sound. This means it's got the word sound right in the title, so why not? Special Visual Effects has gone to Tenet and you said it didn't save cinema. There you go, We've got to, uh, have Uh after um, but we haven't yet got the BAFTAs for um, Best Film Director, Actor or Actress. So uh, maybe The big we'll... ones. Yeah, the big She'll ones. she in later. Uh, we move on to Z Desert, a movie... No, see, to see or Not Desert, which I talked about earlier. Zijan, you been watching any films?
1: Uh, I saw one this morning, actually. I saw Thunder Force on Netflix. I saw
0: Thunder Force as well. I was, was going to talk about that as well. So go for, go for it.
1: Yeah, we can talk about it um, together. It's the superhero comedy film directed by Ben Falcon, which... who, who for those who don't know, it's the husband of Melissa McCarty. Um, so it's also starring Melissa McCarty. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Octavia Spencer, Jason Bateman, Bobby Cannavale, Pom Clemente from uh, Guardians of Galaxy's uh, fame, and Melissa Leo. Um, so it's about two childhood friends, who are Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, who invent a way to become superheroes in a world where criminals have developed superpowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... It's the kind of films that you should watch while you're doing your ironing. Uh, <laughs> really, it's 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 quite underwhelming. I would say there's nothing nothing new or original in this. The premise of this film whatsoever, everything that you think is going to come out in this film is probably going to, you know probably going to be in it. Um, there were some funny bits. I definitely laughed out loud at some bits. Uh, but I think some gags ran on far too long. They went from funny to being very weird. Uh, yeah. In this film.
0: I, th- I thought this was a bad film. Um, I actually looked at... Is that Ben Falcone or Falcone? Or how is that? Um, the films he's done with Melissa McCarthy, which is quite a few. And I've not seen any of the others on but they've all got terrible reviews. Um, it felt to me this is made by someone who doesn't like superhero films, doesn't know superhero films at all. Yeah. It, it felt very kind of, I don't know, 2005, kind of just ignoring all of the developments that have happened. It's like... It, even had like comic strip panels at the start. I think I've I've not seen a film do comic strip panels since Angle the Hulk, maybe? Um oh, Sky <laughs> yeah. High, yeah. Uh yeah, the, I didn't feel I didn't feel it was kind of spinning its wheels as much as some, sometimes you see Melissa McCarthy films and she's clearly just improvise some stuff and I'm like, yeah, that'll do. He didn't feel quite that loose but still yeah not good, not good performances. Jason Bateman, I don't I like him when he's got good material, but his material here was awful. Hmm. I mean, some of this stuff just didn't even. I mean, the basic dialogue errors. I think
1: there were. It's uh, just bizarre. It's a very weird yeah. film. I have no idea why they choose to make this film. Like, there must be better things to do out there with your time, really, than making this film.
0: Yeah, it feels like Ben Falcone and McCarthy said, "Oh, the superheroes are big, and we like making comedies. Let's try and put that together." And it just, mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It wasn't worth watching. My my favorite part of it is when uh, one of the characters says that the. Um, we're up against two chicks in their 40s um, both Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy are 50 uh, I thought that was, um, <laughs> was a bit of, bit of sneaky de-aging going on there but yeah no, I, I like Octavia Spencer but she wasn't very good in this and in fact, she wasn't given much to do yeah
1: it's the, well the, it's there on Netflix it's there on mean, Netflix
0: yeah I'd say don't bother you say we do it if we're the ironing <laughs> do
1: it with ironing I mean like Netflix has all the money in the world right so yeah, you have lots of choices there on Netflix. Better choices. Yes,
0: there's Netflix. there's much better stuff than this. Um, I also watched and I also watched the Emperor's New Groove. Ah, oh! because uh, um, cause you said it was. Great I highly should, recommend I should, it. I should, yeah, watch it. Um, I found it quite funny. I think it's probably of its time. Yep, a lot of a definitely. lot of the humour uh, feels a little bit dated. Not in a kind of bad way, but in terms of this, I guess quite. Um, Meta in some ways and kind of Mm. commentating about the the character about the humor and stuff is which is quite clever back then, though. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's quite clever, quite funny, I'd say at the time, but it's been done to death a bit. So, um, yeah, so I enjoyed it, but I think probably would have enjoyed it more if I'd seen it 20 Mm. years ago, (laughs) (laughs) which (laughs) Which is is how old we are, which is when it came out, was it about then? Uh, Yeah, uh, yes, but. Take a note, Zia, and Take a note of two things. One, uh, you recommended this film when I watched it, and two, uh, the Tom Hanks classic Castaway is uh, is on Netflix right now.
1: I do watch films that you recommend, Colin. I really do. I watch Age of Seventeen. Remember. You did watch Age of Seventeen, and and,
0: uh, and I got rave review from you.
1: Yeah, it's very good. It's very very good. I well, did enjoy it a lot.
0: So there you go, Castaway. We still have to Castaway.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah maybe they'll get me to watch it right yeah, maybe if all else fails do an <laughs> entire episode of would
0: you believe me if i told you that it won a best picture oscar
1: no it didn't
0: no it didn't um oh well uh fine let's move on let's do some actor factor. we didn't have time for it last time so let's talk about the films of kevin costner uh this was off the back of we did look back in oscar to look at um dancers with wolves uh Zijan went for the four-hour version <laughs> i went for the three-hour version uh i really wish there was a two-hour version i could have watched um Zijan, have you seen other other kevin costner films mr america himself
1: yeah well I'm pretty sure I've seen glimpses or, or I've seen some films that he's been in before, but I don't really remember the whole thing. Okay. Because um, I wa- yeah, cause he, he was big in the early 90s to the mid 90s, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, a lot of his films, my parents watched his films and I do recall watching them as well, but I don't recall any of the plot now because I was like five Okay. till 10 then. So... Um, yeah, it's very hard to bring back memories. So I'm pretty sure I've seen the Bodyguard before. I'm pretty right. certain I've seen um, Waterworld before, <laughs> mm. and I'm pretty certain I've seen Robin Hood, Prince Prince of Thieves before as well. So all three films, which are are quite big films for him. Mm. Um, I mean, thats with Wolves is always going to be his glory, uh, glory film, right? Back in the uh, back in those days but yeah i am definitely seen all four of them before and I do remember back then that I quite enjoyed Waterworld probably because I was oh, yeah. yeah I was 10 or 11 or 12 and you know I didn't know how badly it was slated by the critics at all like I mean it's a guy who developed gills <laughs>
0: I've not I've not actually seen Waterworld but yeah it um cost phenomenal to make didn't it and it basically ruined the studio did it did ruin the studio
1: I, I think so, yeah, because it's literally about a planet which is pretty much all submerged by water apart from a few, uh, few platforms here and there. And then Kevin Costner plays this guy who suddenly develops, you know, uh, he has this evolve, adaptive evolve uh, evolution, right? Hmm. He starts developing gills and being able to swim quickly. So, yeah, uh, you know, 10-year-old or 11-year-old me, I can't remember how old was I was back then when it came out, but didn't mind it that much. So uh, to my surprise, when I I come back from it and see how you know now that I'm older, yeah, uh, to see how how much it's been stated, I'm not I've not gone back to watch it again. Uh, right. I'm, I'm not going to go and watch it again, given how bad. It's yeah, gotten. I mean but, you're yeah. right because he he was a huge
0: star in, in the in the early to mid '90s, and then yeah, that, that one uh, and a couple of others like were really big flops and kind of killed his career, and hasn't really come back. I mean he, he does a lot of supporting stuff now, yeah. um, fairly successfully, but in terms of actually kind of being the lead in something i don't think he's been the lead in a in a successful film since whatever uh well a successful film probably not since oh. robin hood maybe but um or yeah. JF, jfk perhaps i'm not sure which was first um yeah so i've seen a few so the jfk i've seen which i was way too long it's like it's, it's kind of this good courtroom drama in the last half hour or, hour or so but there's a lot of build-up and it's basically oliver stone's mad conspiracy theory that the government killed jfk not honest, stone's a bit nutty um <laughs> but he's good in not uh field of dreams i didn't really like it's a uh, baseball film but about you know ghost baseball players um, why not might, right why not you, you'll know the phrase um which you also misquoted i'm probably gonna misquote it now uh, build it and they will come or if you build it it will come i think often uh the untouchables before that where he played elliot nest bringing down al capone um is really good really good uh, film uh one of, I, it's the earliest of his films i've seen so maybe it was it was a big calling card film i guess uh robert de niro plays al capone uh sean connery is in it uh and well worth seeking out you've not mentioned uh, i guess we've all s- let's brush over but obviously he's a man of steel apparently superman and yeah. uh, he got credit in Zack snyder's justice league because i think they had his voice in it um, which <laughs> <probably> <laughs> well well good for him <laughs> indeed um He was in Rumour Has It, which is a really weird, quite bad uh, rom com based, I think it's Jennifer Aniston and Mark Ruffalo, but it's based on the idea that I think it's Jennifer Aniston's dad, or maybe granddad, let's say dad, was the character that the graduate was based on. It's all a bit weird. Okay. Um, Anyway. Um, And then, yeah, supporting stuff. So, have you seen Hidden Figures?
1: I've seen Hidden Figures. He plays the, the hate engineer in NASA. Mm.
0: Um, yeah.
1: the one, this also stars Octavia Spencer. Um, Taranji G.P. Henson is there and Janelle Monae who plays uh, black female engineers back in NASA in the 1960s, I believe, 1970s, back when the steel segregation. Uh, 60s, I think, yes. Yeah. Mm. So it's really good. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it gets a lot of reviews. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit paint by numbers in some respects. I thought it kind of hit all the beats i was expecting of it hmm. but still worth a watch um molly's game mentioned before uh, aaron sorkin's uh directorial debut yeah, he played
1: does he, who does he play Molly game, molly's game i can't remember
0: uh he plays molly's dad
1: huh i really uh, can't remember his character yeah all. he's
0: got um, he's not in it masses but it's a really moving scene kind of at like the climax with with him and uh, jessica chastain uh, which they're both really good and kind of like the uh yeah say the climax of the of the film uh and he's very good in that uh also, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, which I really enjoyed, but no one else seems to like or indeed remember. It was the it was the Chris Pine reboot of Jack Ryan of the many reboots of Jack Ryan, hmm. uh, and was my favourite of the Jack Ryan films actually. Um, but yes, I, it uh, didn't spawn the, the series they were hoping for, I think. Uh, and I've put Three Days to Kill question mark because so I think <laughs> I've seen it, <laughs> but I'm not sure. Uh, the test happened to us you know. yeah so that's not a great qual- great recommendation of it I, I looked at it on on Wikipedia and I was like yeah I'm pretty sure I've seen this um, but there you go uh, so Z what's your favourite uh, Kevin Costner film
1: I mean if I didn't watch uh, the four hour version of it that's <laughs> is pretty good actually uh, even though I know you didn't like it that much but yeah. I did enjoy watching that uh, quite a bit um, yeah like yeah yeah.
0: I'm going to say The Untouchables. Um, now only beating up Molly's game. They're both really good. Uh, and your least favourite?
1: Yeah, it would be one of the Justice League ones.
0: was a Superman. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Even though Waterworld's on my list.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Worse than Waterworld. That's a late review for um, Batman vs. Superman. Um, we move on then, Zizhan, uh to 1991 in film. Uh, when, when you and I were merely... F- Five or six years old. <laughs> Probably not going to the Had you been to the cinema by, by 1991?
1: No, my first film was Jurassic Park in 1993.
0: Okay, my first film was Secret Garden in ni- also 1993, actually. I think. Yeah. Maybe there 19- you go. That's the
1: proper age to bring kids to the cinema. That's it. Although you watch a kids film, and I watch about one about a T-Rex eating a lawyer. In the
0: uh, yes, I watch one about finding flowers behind a wall.
1: Yeah, um, and I watch Velociraptors basically guaranteeing people up.
0: <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Set us up for life. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, fine, but we've 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 uh, got the power of uh, DVD and slash or Netflix to, to watch uh, old films. Although, as it turns out from my list, not as many as I thought I might have done. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Cj. I'll tell you what. I messaged you this so you already know, but our listeners don't. Um, my, my dedication to the C to Z of, of movies is such that I bought three films from 1991 on DVD after doing my research. And I have watched two of them. That's so, three more than I have. I, I assumed you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you have little faith. <laughs> I mean, correctly in this case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I appreciate the biblical reference. Nice. Um, let's let's talk as we always do: the top ten box yep. office smashes. And let me tell you, you again, mm. this is a year for for spoofs. People loved a spoof movie in 1991, um, which surprised me a little bit. Coming in at ten is Hot Shots. Uh, the which Charlie spoof Sheen of. Uh, spoof of Top Gun, among other things. Hmm. Uh, a film which I saw several times before I ever saw Top Gun. You seen Hot Shots? No, I've not seen Hot Shots. Oh, it's great fun. <laughs> it's a good old time. Um, I I don't mind a, a little a little spoof film every now and again. Okay. I think they can be a bit hit and miss, and they, they tend to be just throw lots of stuff at the wall and see what works. But um, uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, okay, in nine is Cape Fear. Uh not the original, obviously, uh starring Gregor Peck. It is the uh Robert Niro. I think. Mm. No, not Robert Duval. Can't remember his name. Anyway. Uh it is the Martin Scorsese remake, uh starring Robert De Niro and maybe Nick Nolte, but maybe not. Uh I've seen both. Uh, the is first that gangster one... film. Um so not not exactly. Um so so Nick Nolte plays this kind of um, decent-ish kind of guy uh, and he sees Robert De Niro's uh, character around and kind of thinks oh he's he's up to no good Um, I'll better get the police onto him and the police fight him a bit I think in the original they kind of beat him up and this one is a bit maybe both sided turns out Robert De Niro is a bad guy (laughs) uh, but basically just victimises Nick Nolte's family uh, thereafter so it's just this thing of him um coming after them and they go and escape to keep fear on a on a boat okay. and he comes to the boat and they uh tries to kill him um but whereas the original was quite a kind of subtle character story where they they were kind of despite what people say there were kind of shades of gray i think it wasn't just good versus bad they were kind of you still see gregory peck as not really um not really treating um him fairly and not certainly coming across very prejudiced. It's quite a, a kind of a, a well built kind of the drama, the tension builds. This is just a really garish out of the kind of mad camera tilts and flashy cameras and all the stuff. Um and Robert De Niro is this over the top monster. I think yeah. it might be my least favourite Martin Scorsese film that I've seen. I just it's an interesting take on it. I suppose what, if you want to do a remake, you might as well make it different to the original. Yep. But um of doesn't really hold up for me uh, as well. I've only seen it once. It again. Mm. Uh, I think it's Nick Nolte. Anyway. Uh, number eight, The Addams Family, a film I have not seen. <laughs> the Creepy and the Cookie, Colin. That's what I understand. And they <laughs> also forever being rebooted. Um, I think we've got another one going him It's very popular, isn't it? Uh,
1: well, at least the theme song is very popular.
0: Yeah, I think it's not as popular as the, the rights holders would like it to be. No. Because I'm sure they do TV series and animated series and stuff every now and again. And...
1: Well, you know some of the characters from the Adams family. I mean, the characters do stand uh,
0: out. I get it mixed up with the monsters, but there's there's a, that thing
1: there's a hand, right? yeah, things. Hand.
0: Um, and there's the mum, and the dad, and the daughter. Wednesday, probably by Christina Ricci, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Yeah, no, I've never seen it, but I, I, it's in the zeitgeist, you know. Mm. Yep. Uh, next up is Naked Gun Two and a Half: The Smell of Fear. More spoofs. Now, uh, I am assuming you've not seen the Naked Gun trilogy.
1: Nope. Definitely
0: I don't not. think they have aged well. I really enjoyed Police Squad, the TV series that this kind of came from. But again, it's kind of classic spoof. uh Fifth. Now, this is the uh, the, the probably the one that's had the biggest impact this year. Yep. Um, uh, it's The Silence of the Lambs. It won. Five, or the the big five five, Oscars, um, which is only the third film ever to do that. Um, Director, actor, actress, um, best film and best screenplay, one of the best screenplays.
1: So I know before this episode you've not seen Silence of the Lambs. Is this one of the three films that you bought?
0: Uh, No, previously I'd watched maybe the first 25 minutes or something and then watched the rest of it in fast forward because I was too scared. Uh, Okay. Uh, and that's that's still where i am with it <laughs> Fair
1: uh, I, i've seen it through um it's not scary i would say i think uh, i disagree hannibal, <laughs> i think hannibal actor is obviously a very very famous character mm-hmm. uh, do, though. it's
0: one of those films i'm sure is great but i just can't watch it um mm-hmm. and to say it, it's massive list of oscar wins or big oscar wins becomes less impressive when you see what it was up against but we'll come to that <laughs> um number four is hook you've seen hook
1: yeah I, I know it got panned badly for mm. again for some reason but when i was five years old i didn't really care about that uh, so i mean this is a gr- this is just peter pan all D- grown up and then you, yeah. see the, you have julia roberts as uh think about you have robin williams as a grown-up peter pan like what's there not to like like obviously i'm seeing that with uh, being with kids eyes and all that yeah, but
0: yeah 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 i don't i don't mind this film at all um steven spielberg i think has, has been critical of it um after after the fact i was, by by coincidence i watched a youtube video um, this week all about hook and basically t- having a, a another look at it and basically with that same thing saying yeah actually there's a lot to enjoy there and saying yeah, yeah there are bits that don't work quite so well and robin williams is much better as a kind of peter pan type character than he is as the the lawyer who is <laughs> saying he's never been peter pan which is what he is for, for much of the film but they make the good point that it is it look the, the the setting the stage looks very unrealistic um but it looks basically like it's a looks like it's a theater it looks like it's set up for a musical and oh. apparently there was at one point a plan to make it a musical and then it wasn't
1: uh, oh wow i didn't know that
0: uh yeah but yeah there's there's i think there's there's a lot to like in this film but um exactly yeah i mean it's not perfect but
1: it's a peter pan film what it's is
0: peter pan, pan, it, it might be the best peter pan film apart from uh Apart from the Disney classic, which again I've not seen since I was about eight, so maybe hasn't uh, lived up. Uh, uh, speaking of Disney classics, uh, a tale as old as time. In number three, it's Beauty and the Beast, a film I have not seen, um, but I have seen the remake. <laughs> the,
1: the, oh God, Colin! <laughs> the first anyway. Because you
0: made me watch the remake. In fairness,
1: no, that's true. The first animated film to be in um, to be nominated for best picture. Mm. Uh, that's Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it's it's a, it's a classic for a reason. Collie hates it because he hates talking <laughs> candelabras Absolutely. and talking walking clocks and all that. So don't take his um <coughs> taste out. Uh, <laughs> in yeah, it's it's great. It's great. Some of the best music comes from Beauty and the Beast. Some of the most memorable memorable music comes from Beauty and the Beast. And you're saying before that you know, the remake. Why why do a remake of something? There here's the reason why. We don't, You know you, the, the remake that we saw was pales in comparison to the original and the original still um yeah holds a special place in my heart
0: uh you yeah, know fair enough um maybe one day i'll watch it um let me interrupt this to tell you that um anthony hopkins has won best actor at the baftas nice uh, for the father which uh i think we probably said was was, was expected on the basis of um uh, of the buzz that was happening uh, and indeed there you go I guess it must be his first win since 1991 or, or the 19, 1991 well, he Oscars. didn't win the Golden Globe right oh sorry this is uh, the BAFTA, isn't it um, yeah, yeah sorry. He, he, he I have no idea if he won the, for the for, um but puts him maybe uh, as a favourite for the Oscars and Frances McDormand I think again not unexpected has won the BAFTA for lead actress hmm. um, for the third time I don't know what she's done in Baptist before. And again, um, we think, again, uh, not unexpected. Uh, Chloe Zhao has won uh, for Nomad Land uh, Best Director. So we haven't yet got a winner for uh, Best Film. I can keep that one going. Everyone who listens to this would already know, but it's quite exciting for us. Um, anyway, um, number, <laughs> number two, two, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, as mentioned. I have seen it, but only, well, maybe, well, actually probably about five years ago now. Uh, I didn't love it, if I'm honest. So. um Alan Rickman, um, his scenery chewing sheriff of Nottingham, got a lot of good reviews. I think, he... but I don't love Kevin Costner in it, to be honest.
1: Did he do a British accent in it? I can't remember.
0: um or Did he try to do a British accent? I think accent he might have tried. <laughs> uh, I think did he? I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I certainly, I know that there was a lot of comments about his accent, but I can't remember if it was it's weird that he's American or he's not good at doing a British accent. One of I,
1: mean, those. I, I I always thought wasn't this the, mo- the, the the film which was most uh, the closest to the original story of Robin Hood
0: uh, more so than the one with the fox I don't know or the
1: men in tights <laughs> <laughs> no
0: that's or a... <laughs> indeed men in tights um, I mean there's probably there's so many original stories I mean there, there is no definitive original Robin Hood story I don't think so I, I don't know mm-hmm. um, whether you can say that but uh, probably more so than the Russell Crowe one which, or the Charon Age one? one. Yes. Um, where there's a big dragon, wasn't there? Or was that something else? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I think that was something else. But number one uh, in 1991 was uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, um, which I would say is the best Terminator film. It I is the best seen Terminator film. Yeah. Um, Arnie is back, as he said he would be, uh, but this time he's the good guy um, up against robert patrick i think as the uh, as the uh, evil terminator well, it was not evil but anyway the terminator uh, antagonist hmm. uh yeah it is a great development of the series turning from this i mean in the first one he was just this killing machine and, he, and i guess he still is but, in a, but he's also defending uh, the kids um and of course uh it was, a, it was a great role um for sarah connor as played by linda hamilton um kind of a f- probably relatively early kind of female action hero I'm not sure that I've been done a lot before. Uh, oh, it's,
1: it's good. It's good. Terminator 2 is, uh, like, and it's one of the reasons why the, fut- the all the future Terminator films um, aren't great either, right? Like, they just can't really capture what made Terminator 2 so good. Everything else, Terminator Salvation, the, what's the most recent one as well? I can't remember um, what, the name. what was the most recent one? Uh, the one with... It
0: wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it was a bit dull. Mackenzie Davis, wasn't it? Um hmm. Yeah, but I can't remember what it's called. It was that.
1: Uh, yeah, Terminator is it? not Terminator well, Arnie. I don't think it just feels a bit. He was in it.
0: Yeah, I know. Kind of uh, Genesis. I actually quite liked at the time, but everyone else hated. Uh, it's a weird top ten looking at it compared to what. The kind of, so I mean, some of these are big budget. I mean, Terminator Two was big budget. Hook was big budget, I suppose. Um, but um, yeah, I so say having Naked Gun and Hot Shots in there, it's oh, very much of its time. To uh, to. Um, Kevin Costner films, just to prove what we we're saying. Uh, let's talk then about the Oscars. Um, I've only actually seen five films that uh, that had Oscar wins or nominations this year. Uh, okay. That, that aren't in that list already. Um, so Thelma and Louise, uh, which is uh, Ridley Scott's. It's, it's one of his best films, I think. Um, so it's two women on the run, uh, famously driving their car into the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um at the end, I don't think that's a spoiler because I think everyone knows. Um but apart from a couple of weird missteps, including a bit where they lock a policeman in his boot and leave him to die basically. Well, the run, right? He's played for laughs. Um it's, I mean he didn't he doesn't die but yeah, anyway. Uh yeah, young Brad Pitt, is in it. So uh, random, isn't it? That's isn't it? Since Randon and Gina Davis, yeah, yeah, as as, as the leads, I can't remember which one's tell them, which one's Louise, but one of them's one, and the other, uh, yeah, it's it's a really nice, well, not nice, that's the wrong word, but it's a really good um, story of kind of female friendship and desperation and um, driving over canyons. <laughs> uh, so well worth, well worth a watch. Uh, Thelma Louise, I think it's, it's pretty much, as I say, apart from a little, a few points, uh, has held up pretty well. Um. We've got Barton Fink from the Coen Brothers films, um, probably not amongst my favourite Coen Brothers films, but not not a bad one by any means, um, about a guy who is a writer, I think, and he's stuck in a hotel that John Goodman burns down. Um, it's got some good stuff in it, it's got some weird stuff in it, he keeps having visions of a girl on a beach, and then he turn, turns out that he goes onto that beach with her, it's all very odd. Uh, talking about female friendship uh, there's a film called Fry Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe which I really like actually I've only seen it once but um, it's uh, this Kathy Bates who's in hospital um, visiting a friend and, and kind of reminiscing about their time together in uh, in the in the Whistle Stop Cafe but again quite a kind of touching uh, bit of Americana worth digging out uh, Backdraft which is not good in my view it's about firefighters um, got one of the Baldwin's in it I forget which one maybe Stephen one of the lesser Baldwin's anyway it wasn't Dalek. Um backdraft is when you open a door and then the there's a kind of a backdraft and it sucks you in when, yep. uh, when there's fire yep. I don't really remember much about this film I think probably people slept with each other's wives and then died was probably something like that okay <laughs> um, and here's a film season that we've come to the first one of the um, ones I bought on DVD um which is the prince of tides uh, prince of tides yeah he got, got quite a few nominations so i thought i'd check this one out um barbara streisand uh directed it and uh starred in it alongside nick nolte uh and she plays uh, a psychiatrist and he's a guy whose sister has tried to kill him kill herself um and she uh, barbara streisand is his sister's psychiatrist but they they end up having a uh, a lot of conversations and um, and indeed more um i i, I like this uh i thought it was uh, it probably took one or two to one or two twists too many towards the end i think it kind of it felt like the ending went on a long way it's based on a book and i think it got a bit of criticism for not covering the, all the stuff the book covered but maybe focusing too much on the romantic relationship rather than um Kind of a lot of the stories told in flashback in the book, mm-hmm. and there's only a little bit of flashback in the film. Uh, I keep accidentally watching films that turn out to feature rape, and this is another one. Um, <laughs> you keep ending all your segments with I, that. I well. do, I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, Barbra Streisand is very good. I, I don't know how much she's directed, but um, there was a bit of a controversy because this was nominated for best film, but not for best director, and they're kind of saying, well, didn't direct it herself, you know? So um, it, it was the Little Women of its day. <laughs> In that respect, uh, you got any uh, any 1991 films you want to you talk? I've, I've been talking for a long time, Dijon. I thought I know, Colin, <laughs>
1: we, we expected this to happen, <laughs> yeah. We anticipated this to happen. Like, this is, this is the thing you see, like, when when we talk about films 10 years ago or 20 years ago, at least you know, we can put a, a proper frame of mind. We were only like what 15 back then, or 25 sure. back then, but. 30 years is a long time 5 years old you'll hardly remember any of the films that kind of came out then the only film that I have that I've seen know, apart from the others is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and it's just not great no it's um, my least favourite of the Bill and Ted films I would say yeah exactly so well yeah I was just going down the list and it's not only just that I've not seen any of the films before I've not heard of pretty much a lot of those films even
0: yeah, there's a, there's a lot here I hadn't heard of, and this is what I kind of meant by um, uh, of the Lambs. When you look, when you see what it was up against, this was not a stellar year uh, at the Oscars. So I say, Prince of Tides got quite a few nominations, which is why it's all that. And it's not bad by any means, but it's yeah, I'd never heard of it before, and I think quite understandably, it hasn't really lasted down the ages. Um, there are a few more though that I, so I, I, it's interesting what you say because yeah, when I was five or six, I wasn't watching anything obviously new releases, are things like Hook I didn't watch till many years later. My parents weren't the kind of like, let's go and get you the latest film. They'd be more likely to dig out a VHS of something much older because mm-hmm. like, if you're a six-year-old, who cares? You don't know. Yep, exactly. Um, so fair enough. Uh, but I, a lot of these I've come back to. So um, I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan, as you know, uh, Zijian. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, this is this was a, a two-hit a two year for Michael J. Fox um, with The Hard Way alongside James Woods. Uh, Where he plays an actor who wants to um, uh, who who wants to research his next role by going undercover as a policeman, and James Woods is the policeman. And it's a lot of fun to be had, actually. I think the the climax is a bit nutty, but um, it's it's quite funny. His uh, how how annoying Michael J. Fox is as this kind of arrogant (laughs) actor, kind of annoying James Woods, Uh, who's going to be off the rails, James Woods. But anyway, let's ignore that um but in also in doc hollywood which i think is my favorite michael j fox film outside of back to the future trilogy uh where again he plays a brash uh california doctor who um who come who's, who comes off the road in a small town uh, and breaks a fence and they make him be the local doctor to pay off the debt um whilst uh whilst his car's being fixed i think and he falls in love with the Small Town America. And I've seen it several times. including. am surprised
1: there are so many Michael J. Fox films. I'm not...
0: he, um, he didn't have hit after hit for Michael yeah. J. Fox. But this this is a lovely film. Um, and uh, I, I've watched it many times, including uh, earlier this year. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Point Break came out this year. You've not seen Point Break season?
1: The surfing one.
0: The surfing cops.
1: Yeah. Surfing cops, the one with Keanu Reeves, right? That's the one? Yeah, nope.
0: Uh, Johnny Utah. I only saw it last year, maybe or two years ago. Uh, it's absolute nuts. Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> um, it doesn't. It's basically the least logical film. because <laughs> like, like, he's quite a famous guy. I think he used to play football or something. And it's like, you know, he'd be a good undercover cop. This famous guy. Let's teach him to surf. Because
1: why not, right?
0: And there's more skydiving than I'd been anticipating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In a surfing film. In a surfing about film. Cops.
0: Uh, about, yeah, yeah. Um, and i i I'd, I'd seen clips of it from hot shots so i, I was expecting him to uh, to shoot wildly in the air and so he did um i can oh, city slickers is a nice film that was this year um billy crystal um bruno something or other uh and about three guys going on to a dude ranch uh, and it's worth it's worth checking out uh, the only other one I've got is the, the other one I bought on DVD, Zijan, um, which is The Man in the Moon. It was the film debut of Reese Witherspoon in 1991. In uh, it's a, it's a coming-of-age story. She is, uh, I think she's playing a 14-year-old, I think she was 15 at the time. Huh. Um, a girl growing up uh, in Louisiana uh, with her 17-year-old uh, sister, I think, or 18, slightly older sister. Uh, and she uh, uh, she discovers boys. She goes to <laughs> Uh, various different stages of, of, of grief and uh, happiness and all sorts. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a classic, again, classic Americana, classic coming-of-age story. Um, a little bit melodramatic at times, but uh, worth worth seeking out, I think, if it's on streaming anyway. I bought the DVD, but um, okay. I had fun with it. So I think if, if it popped up, you could do a lot worse yep. uh, than watching The Man in the Moon, which uh, is so-called cool because um, their mum used to tell them to take their problems to The Man in the Moon, something that is mentioned in the first scene, and kind of paid off in the last scene because it pans back to the moon, but otherwise not really touched upon at all. <laughs> uh, so that's a little bit odd. Uh, so that's 1991. Um, a stellar <laughs> year... It's not... It's not, been, it's, it's not... There's There's some big hit. I mean, it's it to, uh, obviously, um, uh, obviously, A Science of the Lambs, but there's a lot of stuff that hasn't stood the test of time there, I think.
1: Yeah, well, I think you'll find that the older... Yeah, the older it is. I think it'll be harder to find many films of sufficient quality.
0: Why do you say that? I mean, 1994, for example, if we ever do that, I mean, that was a classic year. So many great films in 1994. 1991 just seems to have been a bit of a
1: dud. I mean, that's harsh. Well, good for Silence of the Lambs, though.
0: Good for Silence of the Lambs. Well done, uh, Anthony Hopkins, and well done again on your BAFTA. Uh, Nomadland has won Best Film at the BAFTAs.
1: (sighs) Uh, right, right uh, on the Oscar win, right,
0: not surprising and yeah, no, I think as you say, definitely the favorite. And comes out, we're going to do a, an episode on that at some point in mm. April, no, May, I guess. Yep, maybe I can't remember when it comes out. Um, but yes, it's coming out on Disney Plus. Happy days for me. Uh, we move on then to uh, look back in Oscar when we talk about films that won the best pitch Oscar, uh, including and uh, not limited to um, except it this time is limited to uh, the film Marty. Is Tell us about the film Marty.
1: Well, Marty is well-known for being the shortest Oscar-winning <laughs> film out there. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's, okay, it's not well-known for that, but it's definitely well-known now. Yes. It's definitely good trivia for those yes. out there because I had to look it up. I need to watch something short this time around. And yep. So that's Marty. I think it we only went up to... <laughs> you up got nothing else to say about it. Isn't it that it's short. <laughs> <laughs> it is very short. No, um, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, I think it goes up to like one and a half hours. Yeah, I think it's 80, minutes? 88,
0: 88 minutes, yeah, hour and 28.
1: Yeah. Honestly, right, if more films are that short, I would really appreciate that. You make my... <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's a 1955 film, romantic drama film directed by, I can't pronounce this name, Dalbert Mann his directorial debut. Oh, yeah. Um, it and this film and Lost weekend and Parasite joins an exclusive club of winning both the best picture and the Palm Dior, Palm mm, yeah, yeah. Um And in Marty. So this is about, well, Marty, who's an Italian American butcher who lives in the Bronx with his mother. And it, it talks about how he suffers from, um, anxiety, um, all his uh, all his acquaintances are asking him to get married, mm. and his family, his brothers are all married now, and his mom is pressuring him to get married. Um, this film is set over the course of it's quite short. Sure it's just a weekend, yeah, two days, so, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So in this, uh, in this two days, he, uh, he met and fell in love with a girl. Uh, and yeah, it's a very simple but very effective story, I would say. Um, mm. it's 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 told. Very well. Um it's there's there's no bells and whistles to it. It's just about a man who who worries that people won't like him. Uh who meets yeah.
0: a girl and they yeah. I really like this one. So it's based on a um on a te- on a telly movie, um which is by paddy Chayevsky, which I didn't realise he did network among other things. Uh um i don't know how often they adapted tv movies into oscar-winning films probably not very often um but yeah Ernest um Bonin, Bonin, i don't know if, how's his name uh, as Marty's overweight guy and as you say quite um he feels like he's going to die alone mm. I, uh, I i do like this film a lot but i could take um i could take less of what's wrong with you you're 34 and you're not married <laughs> All right. yes connie what's wrong with you <laughs> oh dear it feels like you're projecting here we haven't got time for that Um. (laughs) I I think my
1: um, I I really do enjoy the film Uh, I think my only part which I didn't like was the why aren't you kissing me why aren't you kissing me Yeah. yeah it feels a little I mean Maybe back in those days it didn't feel as bad but right now it really feels very wrong you can't expect you can't force someone to kiss you just because and make a big scene of it it just feels really very uncomfortable
0: Yeah, a, I, yeah that was weird so so um they come back from the dance they've had a great evening and they try to kiss her and she moves away And so as you say he gets very angry yeah and then she's like do i don't event. know why i didn't want to, I, I wanted to but i didn't want to and um yeah that that felt like it was there to pad the time out which um <laughs> Uh, didn't make a lot of sense, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I really like the the bits that were added. In fact, so um, so the the his mum and his must be his uh, was it his sister's mother-in-law maybe, or something like that. Um, they kind of they they move in together and things. But it's kind of uh, it's a terrible thing to be a widow, and and uh, yeah. oh, I thought there was some quite moving stuff there as as well. M- my only objection, I guess, is um, so he's quite a large guy, and I can understand his like he's. Saying, "Oh, the girls no never look at me because I'm just this fat, ugly guy," and then this girl,
1: who he to her face describes as a dog. I know, right? Uh-huh. That's not a very, that's not a very <laughs> endearing thing to do. Like, so yeah, why don't you settle for me? Pretty, pretty yeah. much, Just I mean, settle
0: for me. I don't know whether in 1955 maybe her hair was crazy or something, but she's not an ugly woman. She was married to Gene Kelly, I discovered. Um, but yeah, this is kind of the idea that this woman is so hideous that no one looks at her and she gets left in the corner by herself roused her on end and I think really she just looks like a normal woman I don't. so that was confusing mm. uh, yes there's a lovely lovely little story and, and um, tells you about the evils of peer pressure and um, the joys of respecting women oh.
1: yeah that's true um, and okay. more short stories please in the future
0: there you go 88 minutes is now the limit um <laughs> If they, oh, do, wow. if they can cover it in 88 minutes and get all the bases hit, uh, why do you need to go any any longer? Yeah, I was looking up Ernest Borgnein, Borg, Borg, what his name is.
1: He won the Oscar as well, right? For he base, won the Oscar. Like
0: and uh, he voiced a character in SpongeBob SquarePants. So oh, go, really? Wow. He's, he's had quite a career, that guy. Oh, good luck to him. Fine. Um, let's what i didn't say before season but i'll say now is um questioning you on who are we going to do an Active factor next time
1: oh you see i forgot that we were doing promising young women because i have Carrie mulligan
0: on the list why not do both Carrie mulligan uh yes but promising young women will, uh, we'll come back to that um, yep. because f- first we have the quiz Zijan. the quiz
1: why, why, where are we on the quiz now I, i've just lost track already i about...
0: think we'll le- i think we've won one each and had a bunch of draws oh okay. i think that's where we are because i was kicking myself last time yeah. i should have won margaret thatcher margaret, it's always margaret,
1: margaret, margaret thatcher
0: calling when it comes thatcher. to a prime minister
1: question it's always <laughs> margaret thatcher
0: or mr churchill um this time we're quizzing on sherlock holmes uh Zijan, kick us off
1: um so a series of how many films were released between 1939 and 1946 with Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce playing Sherlock Holmes and John Watson respectively? I think it was 14. Yep, yeah, that's correct.
0: Yeah, Uh here's a nice easy one for you. Uh, who played Watson to Basil Rathbone's Holmes?
1: <laughs> that's uh Nigel Bruce. It is. Um question 2. Who did Christopher Lee play in the 1970 film The Private Life of Sherlock Holmes? Uh
0: I did see this. Um
1: there are only a few famous yeah, male characters in Sherlock Holmes.
0: I think he might have been um the brother Whose name I can't remember. Mycroft.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Yeah, because yeah, it's going to be either Sherlock John Mycroft for Moriarty, right? The, the four. Or oh, oh, irene four. Adler, I suppose. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Adler. yeah, Christopher well, Lee. That would been strange. A, yeah. Interesting take. Uh
0: here's a here's his question. Um what was the name of the first screen portrayal of Sherlock Holmes? A film lasting less than one minute in nineteen hundred. See if you if you like Marty, you should check out this
1: one. Less than a minute. Yeah, I know. they will be brilliant. I've seen this but I can't remember the name. Uh I've just going to go with original Sherlock Holmes, but I'm pretty sure it's not. It has "end" or something, but yeah. It's called yeah. original. Uh, Sherlock Holmes baffled. Ah. I should memorize that. Uh, question three: Which film, based on the novel of the same name, sees Sherlock Holmes being treated for cocaine addiction with the help of Sigmund Freud? Uh, I believe that was the seven percent solution. That's correct. A
0: film that I I want to see now, based on having read about it. It looks quite good. Uh, Question three for you. In Mr. Holmes, starring Ian McKellen, what hobby has the retired Holmes taken up?
1: Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to go with knitting. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's beekeeping. Ah. Uh, well, I'm not doing well with this. Um, uh, question four. The 2009 Sherlock Holmes film uh, with um, Robert Downey, Jr. and Jude Law was nominated for two Academy Awards. Name one of them. Ooh. Uh...
0: I don't know. It's a good film. I'm trying to think whether they would have nominated um, Right Down at Junior for I don't think they would have done I'm going to say Best Sound Editing.
1: Oh no. It's either
0: Score or Art Direction. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, here's a question four for you. Holmes and Watson was nominated for six Razzies and won four. Name either of the two it was nominated for but didn't win.
1: Ooh, Holmes and Watson. Which when, when was this
0: one? Uh, so that that was a couple of years ago. It was the one with Will Ferrell and, um, and uh, John C. Riley.
1: Ooh. So name two. So uh, name, name either of the
0: two. Either of the ones it won, but sorry, there was nominated four but didn't win.
1: I'm going to go with Best Picture or Worst Picture.
0: No, it did win Worst Picture. Huh, um, nice. I think it won Worst Picture, Worst Supporting Actor, Worst Remake, and Worst Director, but it didn't win Worst Screen Combo. Or worst actor.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, good for Will Ferrell then. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last question. I think you've won anyway. Um, I think I have. But yeah. yeah, in the Great Mouse Detective. Oh yeah. What's the name of the titular character? So named after an actor who's best known for playing Sherlock Holmes.
0: All right, um, I have not seen it, but I guess maybe Basil. It is Basil uh cool 4 one here's your last question uh who did laurence olivier play in the seven percent solution
1: oh again it's going to be one of the big four <laughs> unless he plays irene Adler. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to go with um moriarty
0: it is moriarty very good uh 4-2 victory for me which pushed me ahead for the year uh, and next time we've talked about him a bit, we've bad mouthed him. Uh, we're going to talk, uh, do a quiz rather on the films of Ben Falcone or Ben, ben Falcone. Okay.
1: Um, which only you have bad mouthed him. Uh. You a blanket. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Um, he is bad. There you go. I've done it again. Um, I, I think. By, I think if you research his films enough to do a quiz on it, you'll you'll join me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very much. We've already said it several times, but what is our main uh, topic for next time, Zijian? We'll be
1: watching Promising Young Women.
0: Um, And we will see you next time.
1: (laughs) Bye.